a summary of the Sikha. At the end of this week's parsha, the very end of the parsha, where it says, died in Choron. So Rashi quotes the word from the Pasuk Bechoron, and he explains that the nun, the langinun of the word Bechoron is upside down to teach us that until Avram there was anger of Hashem in the world. If you look for it, you won't find it because in our Sefer Torahs we don't find anymore that there is an upside down nun there, but Rashi does address it. What this means is that the fact that the Torah changes the nun, the langanun, indicates to us that besides for the word charon, which the simple word of the word, meaning of the word charon is the name of the city, it also has a connotation of anger. That until Avram, there was anger of Hashem in the world. The question is, what does this have to do with Avram? The, the Pasuk is talking about Terach dying. It doesn't talk about Avram. So why, does it, why is it indicated in that way? In other words, the anger should be related to, to Terach, not to say that it stopped by Avram. So the explanation is that it can't mean that the anger lasted until Terach died, because we know that Terach did Shuba many, many years, at least 60 years before Avram Avinu came to Yisro. Sorry, at least 60 years before Terach died. So it can't be, if Terach did Shuva, why would Hashem be angry until Terach died? He wouldn't be angry at Terach, he already did Shuva. So it can't mean until Terach died there was anger of Hashem in the world. Or certainly not against Terach. So therefore this has nothing to do with Terach in specifically, it has more the situation that was going on in the world. That's what it's talking about talking about, not specifically Terach. So then why is it indicated in the Pasuk that talks about Terach dying? Why is this the place that it talks about the anger of Hashem at the situation in the world? That's why Rashi says that it has to do with Avram. Until Avram came along, which happens at the next Pasuk, in the beginning of Parsha Lech Lecha, this is the last Pasuk in Noyach, and that's the first Pasuk in Lech Lecha. So it tells you that it has nothing to do with Terach. It has to do with when Avram came along, that's when Hashem's anger dissipated. Because Avram came along and he illuminated the world by bringing the word of Hashem to the people and so on, so then things, Hashem's anger calmed down. But the question still is, why does the Torah indicate the, the uh, end of Hashem's anger, not in the Pasuk that talks about Avram, but in the Pasuk that talks about where it ends about Terach? Why, not, why is it indicated in this passage? And the answer to that is that a, a langenun, which, because it's a nun, which indicates the end of a word, which means it indicates the end of something, and in addition to that, it also is the shape of a, long, a line, which means it's a, it's a demarcation point. What comes before the line, what comes after the line. It, you don't step over the line. In other words, it's two separate worlds. There is what happened before the line, this langanun at the end of the parsha, and what happens after the langanun. And since the Pasuk makes this change to the langanun, so in other words, it's telling us that the anger was, the word anger, which comes from the word charan, was only up until this line, and when you cross over the line, when it starts the story of Avram, that's when there was no more anger. 
So Rashi is telling us that the anger has nothing to do with terach, which is on this side of the line. It's not about terach, it's about the situation of the world. And it took place, it happened until this point, which is the line of the word charon. And on the other side of the line was Avram, and that's when it things, uh, he illuminated the world and there was no more anger. The question, however, is why does the Torah have to tell us, make such an issue of that until Avram there was anger in the world? That should, that's obvious. If the people were sinning, they were, they were worshipping Avodah Zorah. So then, uh, what, of course Hashem would be angry. Why do we need uh, an indication that the Torah changes the noon in order to tell us that Hashem was angry until that point? Of course. Why, be, why do we need to be told? So the answer is that when you look at this, when you look at the story, the fact that the people at that time were living such long lives, much longer than Hashem indicated would be only up until 120. But at that time they were living much longer than that. So the question is, why were they merit, why did they merit to live such long lives? So one might entertain the thought that maybe Hashem was pleased by their behavior. Yes, they had a problem, they worshipped Avedah the Zorah, they had other immoral pro- uh, issues. But on the other hand, there must have been something in their life that Hashem was happy with. For instance, we know that by the Doira Floga, Hashem, uh, Rashi tells us that Hashem was, imp- the fact that they lived in harmony, Safa Echad, they were all together, they had peace between themselves, this was something laudable. So therefore, maybe that's why Hashem gave them long life. In other words, Hashem was pleased by their, by their behavior, even though his, certain things were, of course, not being done properly. But there were thing, good things. So the Torah comes along and says, no, don't think that Hashem was pleased by the situation, even though they had some, may have had some good uh, qualities. Hashem was displeased. <laughs> the Torah makes a, a point to tell us Hashem was angry at the situation there. Don't think that it was, uh, the situation was good. Why then did they live a long life? We don't know. Hashem decided that they, we don't understand everything. He decided that it should be so. But it's not because he was pleased. Or one could say even a, a logical thing. Since Hashem created other Marishim in his own hand, Yitzir Kapav Shlokos Baruch he was formed by the hand of Hashem obviously that kind of forming of a person is going to last eternally. Had not Adamarishan sinned he would have lived eternally. So, but, he, but still Adamarishan lived a long time and as his son would have lived less but still very long and his son and so on. So it diminishes as it goes on. But at, the longer it goes on the closer we get to what life is and the way we understand life. People live till 120. But at that time, they were still much closer to Adam, and therefore that's the explanation, perhaps. So that basically explains what Rashi is saying. Now the Rebbe goes into an explanation in the Chassidus, the, the, from the perspective of Chassidus. Rashi does not explain to us why those generations had such long life. He doesn't say it to us outright. But there is an explanation if you look below the surface how we know that Rashi also has contained in his Pirush things which illuminate Hasidic concepts as well. Then we do start seeing something. Our sages tell us that the 26 generations until Matan 
which was, was uh, which uh, the first two millennium were called uh, chaos. In other words, that there was no there was no purpose yet to the world. Torah wasn't given yet. So what's the by what merit were the people alive? Why did they live altogether? So our sages tell us they were given from the kindness of Hashem, pure kindness, the kindness which comes from a place that transcends the world. In that place, it makes no difference if a person sins or, or does good. Over there, it's, uh, the world doesn't exist, so to speak, there. And therefore, what's the difference if somebody commits a sin or doesn't, or does good? Everybody's equal. They can receive from their nourishment. And that's where they got their nourishment from. This concept uh, has been explained many times in many sikhs of the Rebbe and Chassidus and so on. So we're not going to talk about it again in detail. So just like there's a difference between the 26 generations until Matan Torah and the ones after, as we just explained, so also within the 26 generations there's a difference between the first 20 generations which lived in the first in the two millennium of Toyu, of chaos, before there was any connection to Torah, but then started the next two millennium are called the two millennium of Torah, because Avram Avinu came on the scene already, and then we began at least some vestiges of Torah were already were already coming forth. Avram Avinu kept the Torah and Yitzchak and Yaakov and so on. So there was already a feeling of Torah in the air, even though there wasn't yet Matan Torah. So therefore, the, those six generations were nourished not in the same complete kindness that Hashem gave for the first two millennium, but they already had a connection to Torah, so it was, it was different. And Rashi explains that difference in this way. And the Rebbe, it's a slightly uh, remez, so it's, it's sort of a remez uh, kind of interpretation. Rashi here uses the word charoin af to express anger of Hashem. But the truth is he could have used just the word charoin, which means anger too. And in fact, the word charon is related only to the word charoin not to the word af. So why does Rashi include the word af? Which means the, the anger that burns in the nose, so to speak. But the word af indicates wh- how they were being nourished in do- do- during those two millennium, as will now be explained. Rashi explains that there is a con- there are two ways to express, a number of ways, but two ways to express anger. There is charoin af, and then there is nichar groini, which means my throat is dry. And there's a relationship between the word charon, charoin, with nichar and with groini. Because the word nichar is made up of the same letters as charon. Same letters, just reversed, in a different order. And groini, which means my throat, is the same numerical value as, as charon, charon. So that there are two ways to describe, they're very interrelated with each other, there are two ways to describe anger, the anger that comes that the nose is sort of on fire, and then there is the anger where one's throat gets dried and constricted, and so on. But they're two related with each other, but they're different, what's the difference? The throat is the connection between the, the brain and the heart. It has to go through, if you want the brain to influence the heart, it has to come through the throat. So when there is a state, a situation where the throat is dry and you can't have 
the proper flow from the brain down to the heart. So then it indicates a problem within Hishtalshalus, because the brain, the Mayach Seichel, intellect, and and emotion are both within Hishtalshalus. So it indicates a problem within Hishtalshalus. But af, the nose, that is higher than the throat. In fact, it's higher even than the than chachma, because smell that's associated with the nose, it says by Mashiach, Vaharichai, he will be imbued with the ability to sense something through odor. He will know when someone is, is right or righteous or not simply by odor. What does that mean? It means that his his understanding is his sensitivity transcends even Seichel. He gets it from a higher place. So Af relates to that which transcends Hishtalshalus. And that's what Rashi is saying. In those two, those two millennia, it was about Charein Af. It, they were receiving their nourishment from a place that transcends Hishtalshalus, associated with the nose, as we said before. Not from the throat, which is already an indication of a problem that is existing within Hishtalshalus, that it was a flow directly from that which comes from beyond Hishtalshalus. So this kind of flow that came through Af from a beyond Hishtalshalus only happened until Avram, only to, for the first two millennia. But once Avram came along, and there was already the order of Torah was beginning to implement itself in the world, so then they can't receive any more from Af, because now it has to go from the brain, and that those who are conducting themselves according to what the Torah says should be one's behavior, do have access to the flow from godliness, to be nourished from there. But those who are relying on something coming from beyond the Shalshul, they have no access to it anymore. There is no Af anymore. Everything has to go through the garin, through the throat, which means from the flow from the brain to the heart, which means someone's behavior has to be in accordance with what intellect dictates, which means Torah dictates. In fact, that's also the reason why this whole idea is transmitted to us in the Torah through the langanun. Why is it that the langanun which indicates this idea? Because the lang once the the uh, the 2,000 years of Torah began, which started when Avram came on the scene, that which used to be transcendent of the world now began to penetrate into the world. Torah brought it into the world. It now um, integrates into the world. And we know that when can Klippe uh, also be nourished from Oyer Hamake, from that transcendent level, that's only when it remains transcendent. But once it begins to penetrate and integrate into the world, they have no access to it anymore. And that's why up until the time of Avram, they could be nourished from a transcendent level, even though they were completely evil and, 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 and so on. But once Torah came along and it began to penetrate the world, so then they, there's no access anymore to Klippa receiving um, nourishment. It has to come through it has to come through the dictates of Torah, the way Torah needs it to happen. 
which explains also the Rebbe doesn't directly allude to it, but I think that's what he's saying is that that's why they lived a long life up until the two thousand years before. But then once Avram came, it begin to, began to diminish because now there is no free ride anymore. Now you have to live according to Torah in order to be able to be blessed. And this idea is indicated by a langanun. A langanun has two opposites to it. On the one hand, it's called it's the number 50 Anun is 50 50 trend, uh, relates to that, that which is transcendent we know that the 49 gates are the, four, the 7 times 7 which is the 7 attribute, <coughs> sorry, um, emotional um, characteristics within creation uh, times 7 because each one is, is made up of 7 but the 50th gate is transcendent cannot be reached on your own as we know on the other hand, the fact that the langanum goes down below the line indicates that it is being drawn, whatever it is, whatever it represents, is drawn down into the lowest places. In other words, it takes from the highest place, from nun transcendent, or brings it down into the world, into the lowest places in the world. In other words, indicating that there is this when once the transcendent level becomes integrated into the world so that's what nun is and that's why that's the letter which indicates this idea that from Avram started there's no more free ride charein af now it's nichar groini everything has to come in an orderly fashion and when Mashiach comes during the two millennia of Mashiach which is the last two millennia then all transcendent energy will be integrated into the world and that's the reason why there will be no more Klippa will be completely removed from the world because there is no place for them to be nourished from if every, every transcendent is now integrated into the world where are they going to get their Chayas from it can only, you can only get Chayas if you're on the side of Kedusha if you're on the side of Tumah there is no access to Chayas anymore